Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome along, everyone. Happy Easter. And it is Monday, 8 p.m., which means it is the live lounge. I say 8 p.m. We're slightly over. A few technical issues to start with. Um, how are we doing, gents? I'm all good. Do you know what? I'm not... You lot have rammed me down enough on this show recently to suggest that I'm not very positive. And there are some things I'm quite critical of. But our intro music is just class, isn't it? I love that tune. <laughs> yeah, but the, the annoying thing is we made a new intro video and everything for today. And then the streaming software, we, we log in, there's an issue uploading stuff. It's like fuming. Yeah, we still have to enjoy that music, though, and have a little dance in the background that no one can say. Yeah, to be fair, we haven't changed the music, so it's all good. We've just changed the intro video and everything like that, and then we get a massive cock-up with the software. It just... yourself. The one thing I'm going to say, though, it just feels really weird, because right now it feels like we're streaming on a Sunday night because Euro Tour action's on, but it just doesn't feel like a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird, doesn't it? <laughs> it normally does. Um... First of all, welcome, chat room one and all. There's a slight change to the lineup, but he's got a good excuse. Uh, Steve Brown will not be on. However, huge congratulations to now granddad, Steve Brown, JB and his partner. Um, she's given birth, so they're obviously gone gone round to see the new arrival. So congratulations to them. But Steve's going to make um, an effort to get on next week um, with us instead. But we'll give him that one, boys. That's twice Steve's been us off now. Short notice. <laughs> no, I'll let him not, it's, it's, it's a, a decent out. <laughs> it's not a bad excuse. No, yeah. it's not. It's not a Monday wedding, is it? Let's be honest, <laughs> or an operation. Behave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was uh, slow on that one. Oh, I forgot what you were saying at until like, it clicked. Um, but the chat room is nice and busy um, as well. Welcome, one and all. Um, also. Um, we're going to keep you up to date with the Euro Tour action and defending champion Luke Humphries has just been beaten by Joe Cullen. 
Joe's got away with it this weekend, but we'll come on to that um, shortly. Uh, and how are we doing? Uh, Paddy. Uh, right. Um, Chris uh, Wickham is going to be on. He's going to be on in the next five minutes or so. So we won't start ranting and raving about too much just yet, gents, because we'll get massively interrupted. Um, but bumper weekend of darts, plenty going on. We've had Premier League action, um, Euro Tour action, and the ADC boys, which we're obviously going to talk about with um, Chris as well. It's been a good weekend for darts all round. Yeah, very, very good weekend. It's it's just starting to get really busy. Um, I know we talked about it a lot. There's a lot of focus on the PDC, but it seems like elsewhere that it's just starting to step up a bit more. And as we've seen with the ADC events, they are absolutely flying from the um, socials that I saw from Manchester this weekend. It looked like a very, very good and very well-run event. Uh, events, I should say, not just events. There was four, wasn't there, for Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, yeah, four, four um, events, yeah. And to be honest, all I've seen is, is a lot of positivity about it. And that tends to be the way with the ADC at the moment, which is good to see for the uh, the amateur day. Well, not, not just the positivity. The big names that are going to these tournaments now uh, as well, that if you think, go back to when it was first launched, there was a, there was a lot of scepticism uh, around it. But established names are now going and arguably putting it above the WDF events in this country now. I think that's happened, personally, because we have now got a better structure from the ADC. And I don't want to, I don't want that to come across negative. But initially, there was so much around the belts. There was, and I know they're still there, but there's so much how the events were run. It seemed to be a little bit more complicated. But right now, there seems to be a setting stone structure for everyone who's competing in these events. And it seems to now mean that that is in a better position in the UK than what the WDF is, because there is there is a clear plan. Like I said, I know we're going to come back to that sort of one main event that I think it needs, but generally the rest of the calendar looks very good. Yeah, look, the, the Vault events, Vault 1 to, to Vault 2 has been... Just nothing short of remarkable, God. There is literally vaults all over the UK, Northern Ireland as well. Colin McGarry winning their first uh, week of the vault event. It is literally taken over. Yeah, and it's such a simple starting place. Like, look, part of the question for Steve was going to be the thing I've been banging on for the last few weeks is it needs an end goal. It needs something big right at the end of the journey to, to accumulate or amalgamate towards per season, etc. But starting and getting the Vault Series, there's so many of that pile of competition that are independently ran or have been independently ran up and down the country for so long. Singles leagues have taken over where pubs have faltered and there's less and less teams about and darts truly goes towards being an, an individual sport in most places. And going after those leagues and, and getting the name out at the very bottom level, or the very grassroots of it, is, is the perfect plan to start. Yeah, look, absolutely. I know we've spoken a, a lot about this as well, but do we think the PDC will use the ADC's structure in terms of the fact they have events being run all over the UK to just perhaps do the UK Open qualifiers? Because the way, like we said, the way it is at the moment, there aren't Riley's in Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales, very limited in the north of the country. 
it certainly looks that way, whether or not they do it through vaults or whether or not they do that through through one-off competitions or or regions or or whatever. But um, yeah, it certainly makes sense. That is, there's ranking list, there's established amateur level darts, and and that's what the UK Open is about. So that qualifying routes for Joe Bloggs to turn up and, and take on Peter Wright or, or Van Gerwen or whoever. I, I hope if it goes down that route, it still sticks to the similar format as what we're seeing today. But it would make sense to Dole have the qualification under a organisation instead of it being a Riley's just one-off sort of. So, But I would like to see that being a daily qualifier still around... Um, the UK so, and Ireland is the, the, the daily qualifier. I've got no issue with, but it's just the fact that Riley's—they've got nothing in Scotland, yeah. nothing in Northern Ireland, nothing in Wales. So if you live in these areas, you've got to travel miles and miles just to try and qualify. And the thing is, some of the ADC events are based from Riley's clubs in the UK, so it's not as if we're going to completely wipe them out. The, I guess the one thing for me is, if you're doing it across the whole of UK and Ireland, it should be in 16 different venues. Whereas at the moment, and Riley's used to be that, but at the moment, did we see about, was it nine or ten venues used this yeah, time? Yeah, there, there was two in Victoria, two in Coventry and things like that, two in Norwich, yeah, I think. Know. Nottingham was closed this time around, I think. Chorley had two, maybe. I think there was, yeah. there was a, a, a few that doubled up, which obviously, for I me... I think Wolverhampton lost out this year, and that's normally a, a double-up one as well. That's normally one of the big ones, is that they just had nothing this year. Norwich yeah. had one, maybe two. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. It just makes sense and and will be good to to see. Um, but fingers crossed, you never know. Um, some things take time, and some things don't. You never know with the PDC. We're always kind of kind of guessing. Um, but obviously, hand in hand with um, the ADC comes the Super Series um, as well. And as if by magic, right on time, we are joined by. Pugs, Mr. Chris Mickenden. Chris, good evening. How are we doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well indeed. It's been a busy few weeks for yourselves on the on the dancing journey. Enjoying every minute of it? Yeah, yeah. It's been great. I'm I'm exhausted, but I wouldn't change it for the world. It's uh, it's been great, you know. Yeah, which obviously we've been waiting for you to come on, and we've been chatting about the the ADC and everything like that. And um, what's your first impressions of of the ADC and the way it's all gone? Well, it, it's fantastic. It's giving uh, a lot of players a platform to play on that was just simply wasn't there before. You know, um, people. So you, you got the higher end people chasing their tour cards, and then if they don't get the tour cards, it's just challenge tour. There's you know there's local competition. And there's not really a lot else. The ADC are come in and give people a whole new tour to play on uh, that's affordable, and you know you, there's 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 other friends that can't afford to go and play the bigger events and they can come and play the ADC and it's fantastic really. Yeah, with that as well, your um debut at the Super Series. Um what was it like walking through the doors at the Super Series for the first time, not knowing what to expect and everything like that? Yeah, it was it was wow. It was a big wow factor, you know, the 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 setup down there's well it's the best setup I've ever played on certainly. Um obviously the players I were with were all were all established and all great players, and then obviously Paul Hinks, he he took, sort of blew me away. I was a bit starstruck when I saw him. 
the ADC and the Super Series type? Has that also given you guys something to shoot for as well? Although there's not a World Championship at the end of it yet, or there's not a Major at the end of it yet, it's given you guys something to play for and get that spot on a TV event. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, amateur level, Moda Super Series is where people want to be. You know, it, it, people all around the world can watch that, can't they, on a daily basis. It's, it's big exposure. It's, you're on the stage. It's TV. Um, so playing the ADC, giving you a nice little route straight through to play on that Moda Super Series. So why wouldn't you want to go and play in it? Is that what the conversation is about when you go to things like the Challenge Tour and the ADC and you play locally? Is it about giving yourselves opportunities to, to potentially reach the Moda Super Series? Is that the buzz in amateur arts right now? Um, yeah, I think uh, especially around the ADC um, certainly is and Obviously, you, you, you rec- when, you, when, when you go to the ADC events or Challenge Tour, you see the lads that are on Modus on a regular basis or just lads that you've seen on a one-off and you're like, oh, I remember seeing him and, you know, he, he's, he's a decent player and, oh, I remember that 161 checkout he did or whatever. So, there's, there's, there's a nice thing. It's not just, oh, Van Gerwen at a nine dart are on the TV the other night or, oh, did you, did you see Gildin win the UK Open? You know, it's, it's more local lads getting a bit of exposure and a bit of, bit of buzz about them as well, you know? The way it's all gone, did you ever envisage that amateur darts would be in this position after the demise of the BDO? Uh, no, because, it, I mean, it's gone boom, hasn't it? Let, let's be honest. All, all of a sudden, darts has just gone got, gone boom. Obviously, we were worried about the county scene going and UKDA come in and, and, and took over that. And then, obviously, ADC's come in and put a whole new perspective on stuff that you can go and play. Um I can play darts every single night of the week if I want to now. I can play a competition every single weekend if I want to now. And that was never the case before. Um, I mean, I've only been back playing properly for a couple of years, but I can darts is just accessible to me every night of the week now. Um, someone in the chat room that you all love, Mr. Matt Ward is in. Um, first round of exhibitions, Chris, Matt Sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but first round losing specialist I am in match yeah. exhibitions just what you want from the gaffer isn't it yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> he says you've got a good draw at Leicester yeah yeah you know just uh, just go in price just on things like that obviously the Armageddon exhibition is coming up there are still tickets available um, head over to the MDA, MDA website or dartshop.tv uh, how much confidence do you get by playing in these and playing against the big boys because it's on a stage it's in front of thousands of people it might not be a tv event but that experience must be invaluable oh yeah absolutely i mean for, for me to play against those players on a stage in front of the crowd I, I would need a tour card wouldn't i or i'd need to qualify for the uk open or you know i need to do very well in a certain event to be able to do that matt gives me the opportunity to play the best players in the world literally in front of a big crowd where, you know, not too far from where I live. So, you know, everyone's behind me. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, walking into the players' lounge, Johnny Clayton, Gerwin Price, oh, you know, list goes on. And you just like, wow, you know, starstruck. And you realise that they're just normal blokes, you know. You, you sort of watch them on the telly a lot, don't you? You don't get to talk to them. And, you know, they're just backstage having a, having a throw and a bit of a laugh. It, yeah, it's fun. Brilliant. You mentioned it starstruck a couple of times. Is, is this just a case of getting used to being in those environments for potentially what comes in the future. I, I presume that with the amount of darts you're playing at the minute, there is aspirations to, to get a tour card and potentially go pro. Is it 
against yeah. as much experience right now to make them as human as possible for when you make that jump. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, end goal is always to to be a tour card holder. You know, that's my ambition, and that's what I'll strive towards always. But with obviously the the exhibitions, Moda Super Series, ADC Challenge Tour, that that's all leading to one goal of me having a tour card. Essentially, that's what I want to be. Or rephrase that: get to the highest level I possibly can. And and if I'm not good enough to get a tour card, I don't. But my highest level is to play Challenge Tour, then so be it. But it, it all sort of rolls on, you know. Um, ADC will then help you get onto Modus. Modus helps you then, you know, step in to get your Tour card. The ADC Tour helps the, to prepare for Challenge Tours. You know, two Challenge Tours in a day is exhausting. It's very, very hard to do. Um, I, I know that I certainly struggle. ADC have now done two competitions in one day and that, that that's helping players get used to the long days on Challenge Tour as well, you know, it, 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 it all moulds into one, it's like a perfect little ladder almost. And you, Bud, you mentioned there that the ambition is just to get to the highest level of your ability or this. Yeah. How far away do you think you are from that at the moment? Obviously, with the amount of dark you're playing, how many days do you think you're still up to do to get to that highest level? Well, I think, you know, you know, you you can play darts for many, many, many years, can't you? I know that the schedule's hectic and it's sort of a young man's game with the amount of travelling and stuff that everyone has to do. But I don't think I'll ever stop trying. You know, I've only been doing it for a couple of years. Certainly got good game. Um, I didn't really show it at Modus, but I like to think I showed a few glimpses. Um, locally, I've done well. Um, you know, I've, I've had, had some decent hundred averages. I've had some not so good 70 averages, but I'm around about 85, 90 regular basis. I've, you know, there's, there's bits, fine margins at that level, isn't it? I need to um, work on my timing a little bit more and maybe lose a bit of weight and whatever and because they're just long days, get used to that. But I think I'm good enough, yeah. On the challenge tour, a lot is a lot is made of it by players. Would you like it reduced to one event a, a weekend? Because then it's more of an ability contest rather than a stamina contest. Um, yes, I mean it, it is what it is for now. I'm not going to complain, but it it's very, very tough. That's what I will say. You know, two in a day, it's hard. Four in a weekend, hard. Five in a weekend, it, it's tough going, you know. Um, everyone seems to have the same opinion that I certainly talk to. You know, you, you get to the Sunday and everyone, you know, fatigue sets in and it, it's hard and it's more who can who can last the longest, you know. Um, how much darts do you play in a three-day period, usually? apart from Challenge Tour weekends, nowhere else, really. Um, you know, I know the ADC are doing two in one day, um, but, you know, there's a few less entries. The format's a bit shorter, so the day's not as long. Um, but, yeah, maybe if it was one one a day over three days, it, it would be a bit easier for the player, maybe. Uh, it, it's difficult, isn't it, uh, you know, the pro tours one a one a week, one a day, isn't it? So, what what's the difference really? Do you feel that, and this is something that's came up from a lot of players as well, that the PDC just kind of think of the challenge tour as because they have to, they have to provide something 
because of the amount of queues for entries where you're not really top of their priority and it's more of an afterthought, anything that happens? Um, to be honest, I, I haven't really got an opinion on uh, of that. I, I don't really see, um, see the PDC like that. I'll just sort of concentrate on what I'm doing and, and, and I'm not really, really fussed about, you know, I'm, I'm happy playing the Challenge Tour and that's all I think about, really. I, I, I ain't got an opinion on it. I know that's a bit boring, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, this question here from um, Paul. He says, um, do you agree with Steve Brown's decision not to play in the ADC events because of that potential conflict of interest where he's chairman? Um, well, with the way that the ADC is growing, you can see why he's done it, haven't you, you know? Um, he, he wants to keep things strictly professional. Um, you know, let's be honest, if Steve was playing it, it'd be a big contender in it. You know, he won he won a couple last year in the last year's Opens. Um, he's winning a lot of the stuff locally as well. You know, he's still a fantastic player, isn't he? So, I think it's a strictly professional decision. Um, you know, this is not ending his career, but if he wants to push the ABC further, then it's probably the right decision, is it? You know, it might be a little bit too early, but I think it's truly professional from him, really. From what you've seen and what you've been involved in with the ADC, where's the where's the limit? Where does um, the ADC go? I, I I don't really know. I, I can see it. It's like this weekend, the players that were there this weekend just gone. It 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 was very similar to a challenge tour. You know, um, the, the standard of player that were there was was very very high. Um, but you'd also got players who were just sort of like. It, it's sort of like their first competition thing, sort of thing. So you've got a big mix of players. I think I'm surprised more don't play it. I'll be honest, because it's twelve pound fifty to enter. That's not a lot of money, is it? And it's it's set up like a PDC event. You know, you you drink water behind the barriers. It it, it it's professional. Um, it's on um, tablets. It runs very, very smoothly. I'm surprised more people don't play it. It, it, it could get bigger. Um, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really know. Does, does it? You know, where does the prize money go from? Obviously, the winner gets their spot at Modus, don't they? Is that is that their ambition? I'm not sure where if they want to get much bigger or what the idea is. But I know that it's big and it's very, very good. We've spoken about it on, on the show, and, and it's interesting to get your thought as a player. Would you like an an end goal to the ADC where there is, whether, whether you call it a world championship or, or whatever, but if there's a main event at the end of the year based on the rankings, is, is that something that you'd like to see as a player come in? Yeah, definitely. I, I think, that obviously, when they had the um, Open Series or the Windmill Tour last year, the top 32 had them had a playoff for certain amount of money in uh, Reading, I think it was. Yeah. Um, like you say, why not make that uh, like their sort of major, if you like? What? Why not? There's there's plenty of people that play it, recognisable players that play it. It's getting a lot of media attention. You know, Darts World cover it very well, don't they? What? Why not have their own little amateur major? It it'd be great, wouldn't it? Good opportunity for for us amateurs to something to really get your teeth into and go for. What does the rest of the year look like for you? Obviously, you mentioned Challenge Tour, you mentioned ADC, potentially going back to Modus as well. Is, is there any WDF events in there is, or is it just focus on what you're involved in at the minute? 
Yeah, just sort of focus what I'm going on involved with at the minute. Um, I signed with um, Barden, Barden Premier Management uh, about 12 months ago with Chris Pick. Um, we sat down and had a bit of a chat of what we'd do, and it was ADC, um, obviously Challenge Tour and Q School. Um, WDF wasn't really mentioned, uh, to be honest. Um, I thought about maybe going to do a few events with Dave Pallet, so I talked to Dave quite a bit. Um, but it's not it, it's not really been on the list to go and do. Um, we'll be honest. Um, yeah, it's it's not really there. You know, if there's one on the doorstep and there's not something else on and I'm free, I might go and play one, but it's not really on the list, to be honest. Chris, absolute pleasure having you on, mate, and thank you very much for, for coming on and just talking us through what it's been like as the amateur going through it all at the moment with the ADC and the Super Series, mate. Massively appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thanks very much for having me. Cheers, Chris. Thank you very yeah, much, buddy. Right. What a lovely story that is. I spoke really well and just a general good insight into where the amateur game is coming from someone that's played in it all this very weekend. Yeah, yeah, massive. Um, See, it's not just we, look, we'll get you the top stars, but we'll, we'll diversify it here at Lodar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we um, we do it, mind you. A Welshman has agreed to come on in the future. We've got to tie up some dates with him. Don't <laughs> say that on on live. Speaking of, have you seen his Instagram story? <laughs> <laughs> he just put, see you in a few weeks, you're already talking with a load of laughing faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to go to yeah. any of the qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing to do with the fact that he's got a nice money spinning tour of Scotland going on as well. <laughs> he knows. Um, <laughs> but no, we have had a good chat with him, obviously, on the, on the train last week, whenever he is going to come on at Absolute ledge. Um, right, let's go. Let's go back to the Premier League. Um, Birmingham. Yeah, look, I'm. I love I love the Premier League, but even I'm getting tedious with it. I'm not. Yes, sure. we've broken in ten weeks and we fucking got it. I love the Premier League. I just don't like this format. And I'll hold my hands up. I I don't like the format. Have we got it? Yes! He's just something else. Let's go into Lee Boyce's neck of the woods. If we'd known that, we'd have sent you that much. Is there something within our description that someone has to be negative? Because you started off, Dob, by saying, I'm going to be positive this week. There's so much stuff that's happening in the world of dark. And then you've gone straight to the Premier League and Phil's done, don't like this anymore. Someone's done to be negative. To fact, look, the. I'm fu- I'm still full in the camp of the Premier League is an absolute necessity to the tour and and everything like that. You should look at Damon Hedder just going six five up on Michael Smith there. Exactly what I'm looking at on the yeah. right hand side. If you um, see me, if you see me facing this way and looking over. It's because I'm watching the. Yeah, uh, Damon Hedder is a leg away from beating Michael Smith with a break. Um, look, the, the the Premier League isn't. Uh, I'm not in Gob's camp where it needs to be shortened or whatever. I'm. Fully on board with the 16 weeks because I know what it does. Yeah, which you are, but for an entertainment point of view, I think the the logic is that finding a format that works for four months is incredibly difficult. We've seen it. We, how, how many other tournaments have we seen change as frequently as we have the Premier League? None. Exactly. And 
the only logical thing you can come up with after finding so many formats that get boring or negative is that actually trying to sustain entertainment for four months is quite difficult. Let's be honest. There are weeks in the Premier League where you look at it and go, "What uh, the football?" Sorry, there are weeks when you look at your your football team and go, "I'm so over this season." If you're a Liverpool fan, that was in October. (laughs) (laughs) First time in six years, but yeah, all right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no. Look, um, first of all, initial reactions to the Birmingham Premier League. What was your overriding thought? It's it's one for me, and I know it's low tall, but Birmingham always disappoints. It's it's never a, a great atmosphere. It's it, I understand why Birmingham have one, obviously being the what second city, third city, um, but I don't think Birmingham offers anything special. Where you can look at other venues in the do, you look the lights of Holland and Dublin and them sort of nights. Um, I just I'm never overly impressed with what Birmingham delivers on. I, I don't know what it came across like on TV, but Crap. I was yeah, about yeah. to say, it, the, the, the venue shape doesn't suit no. darts because it is so long and drawn back where the, the best arenas are either slightly amphitheatered and bold or they're short and long that way, not that way. Um, and it it just didn't work for me. Yeah, the atmosphere was flat. I was I was in there the Friday before. Uh yeah, not last Friday, Friday before, and towards the front of the venue, just looking back, and I just couldn't see it as a darting venue. When you walk in some places, you think I could I can imagine darts being played here, but there's just something about Birmingham, and I know it's been in the same venue for years. But like you said, how it's set up isn't set up for a darts crowd. It doesn't really have that build that it can help create an atmosphere so it is very very difficult to to have that and i think that sort of happened and we're saying that on a a nice premier league action where we had the i think the highest average of the tournament so far nightly average and we sliding it off yeah um rob says would moving it to every two weeks help i think think that, that, that there has to be a premier league every week but whether the players play every week is another matter. Could you get away with playing every other week as a player? For you can't draw it out any longer than 17 weeks. No, no, but what I'm saying is but the, the Premier League is every week, but as a player, you don't play every week. Yeah, which is a solution that I think a lot of people are banded about. But I think Rob's was, if we had the current format every other week, would people be more in time to tune back in? Don't 35 so. weeks of Premier League darts. Oh, you're behind. You're, you're, you're watching on a dodgy stream, isn't you? No, I'm watching it on my paid PDC um, subscription. Refresh it. Refresh it, because I already know the result. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, right, before we get into yeah, the action. because one of them was two legs away. So. Uh, how would you think? Is PDC well, it's, it's da- Damon Hetter, one Michael Smith, one on mine. Is it that not the same on yours? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hope you had a good Easter weekend, Pete. Hope all is good. Um, <laughs> right. Is Chris Doby the un- most unluckiest man in Premier League history right now? No. He's got to be up there. Because I think they put it up there. I think he's second or maybe third 
on the overall average for the Premier League so far. He keeps running into them. Didn't Kim Hybrax do the same and not win a single game? Mm, I don't think it was as high as what Dobie's average is, but yeah, he did play ridiculously well. It was either him or Mensor. Mensor's year was... Yeah. Um, but in game one, MVG was just ridiculous. Um, big Chris Davies, 6-2. Both had 106 averages. Um, just a damn good game. Johnny Clayton, Nathan Aspinall was a funny one. Nathan Aspinall's scoring right now is unreal. <clears throat> but he's doubling his dog and duck. Which isn't Nathan at no. all. No. Um, it's normally the, the safest part or the best part of his game is, is normally the doubling. Um, especially with two or three still in hand at a double. You're not expecting him to, to miss. Um, but he's struggling at the moment with his doubling. Yeah, well, completely. Um, Gathering Price uh, beat Dimitri Vandenberg. Um, Dimitri was in this game, but Gezi just found something when it mattered, showing that that true class and that, that true grit that he has now. Um, and then Peter Wright, 6-1 win over Michael Smith. And hands up if you saw this one coming. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm back, Peter Wright. I feel like <laughs> I'm sure I did. I didn't, no. I didn't pick another winner the rest of the day, but I did pick Peter Wright to win. I'll go and get him. <laughs> I picked Peter Wright to win on Thursday, mm. not since <laughs> Um, it was interesting that you went back to the New York darts as, as well because he says he's following. He has to he has to throw them properly. Straight barrel. You told us he was going to throw some absolute nonsense when I said he was going back to straight barrel. Right, and we asked him about that in the interview. We said, "What happens to the medusas that you promised us?" He said, "They're in the they're in the bag. I played with them in the practice room and couldn't hit anything, so I swapped to these." Told you <laughs> there is a long time between you interviewing them at Euro Tour and him playing in the Premier League. That was never ever going to happen. Um, semi-finals. Uh, Johnny Clayton beat Michael Van Gerwen. Again, a, a real strange game that MVG should have been maybe 2 3 nil up. Wasn't. Johnny Clayton punished and then from the middle part of the game just ran away with it. He's doing a good job of it. I mean, he's, he's won six straight games. He's had the higher average in three of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's finishing his back. Like we, We've seen signs of it. There's a slight change to his darts. There's a very slight grip change to them. Yeah, which is trying to, I believe it's to try and stop them landing so flat where he doesn't know whether to go under or over. It's to define the angle of entry that little bit more for him. So he's constantly throwing at the target the same way. Yeah. Um, but he looks brilliant. All that Johnny that I was promising for six weeks and then gave up on him on, on week number eight. Um, has actually turned up in week nine and ten. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone back to back in cities that begin with the letter B and we're in Brighton next week. So you know what I'm doing. Back and go in price. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, the, 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 the second semi-final was was a really strange game. Really, really weird because you felt that Gezi was in control, 
but Peter Wright just found big moments when he needed to, and and, and his finishing was immaculate. And that last leg was snake bite of old. When he needed something, he found it. Yeah, and, and the the form he's been at the moment. I know we sort of laughed and joked about the first win, but I certainly didn't see him down past Erwin Price at the moment. And even during that day, I was with you. Even down into that last lead, I think most people would have fancied that Price would have thumbed through it. But it just shows that there is a top, top dame still in Peter Rice. It's just finding that level. And I want to say stick with a set of darts, but let's, let's be honest, that's not going to happen, is it? Nah. And then the final, there's only one talking point, and we've got clips to play in the second. I've watched it so many times. That dart at double 12, I've still got no idea how he gets it in. Johnny Clayton, absolutely none whatsoever. Majestic. He uses no. the darts. They're set perfectly. One just like float over the top, and when it hits the barrel of the other one, it'll kick in. It's beautiful. I can't believe no one else saw it. <laughs> Or he's just thrown it and just hoped. Which is what he said twice and then tweeted, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, the way the second dart like, clipped the wire and barrel and just went hanging like that, and they shot the, actually, the Sky cameraman did a great job because they went straight to the view from behind. And what you can see of it is just ridiculous. Great dart, though. Great dart. Yeah. Um, Only the ferret. Yeah. Mason, we had one from Spellman today. Yeah, I, I saw it on social, Mason. Again, another one was... Then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Super Series in a bit. But Alex Spellman looks decent as well. I can't wait for cross... The more and more I'm seeing in the North Americans, the more I cannot wait for cross-border. The more I'm convinced that the next big superpower... A hundred percent. They are... Unreal. And there is a rather exciting North American coming over to play in the Super Series as well. Can't be many left. This is one that everyone wants to watch. Oh, not him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Has he played in the World Cup before? Yes. <laughs> Voice, you just got it. <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking that before, but I thought he already had. And it's not only that you said the world top, one hundred percent, and the world championship. <laughs> oh God! <coughs> dated bit, dated days. Social clips for days. I can't wait. Uh, right, we've got two clips to play. Let's listen to the ferret and Peter Wright. We'll go back to back with them. Yeah, obviously it's playing well again. Listen, there was a few loose scores there, but my finishing is pretty, pretty okay. You know, I'm that double twelve went in. I'll never ever know. I must have had Paul Daniels as wand. But um, <laughs> listen, it went in, and that's all that counts. You need that bit of luck. You, you, you obviously in sport, in whatever sport you play, you need that little bit of luck to go with what you can do. So hopefully, I'm back to confidence and back to play the way I, I can play. You know, so cross fingers. Six more weeks, six more wins. Love to do a hat trick. It'll be the first ever hat trick that I ever do. You know, I couldn't play football to save my life, so I have to try and do a hat trick on the dartboard. So I will try my best, like I do it always, and you know, hopefully it's my week again. 
and now let's do Peter. Yeah, yep. As, as I said, I'm, I'm confident in my own ability and stuff like that. It's just, uh, it's just, just not happening. Uh, uh, I'm given when I players give me a chance, I'm not taking it, and uh, and then when I'm playing really good legs, I'm throwing them away and giving them, handing them back to them and giving them giving them stuff. And you know, you got to stop doing that. You can't do that in the Premier League or any game. So and uh, so. Yeah. Put that I thought the second one was in, <laughs> but it's like you know that wasn't in, and I thought how did how did he get that in? But you know, Johnny's Johnny's a quality player, and uh, you know I, I knew it was going to be a tough game. Love to see the ferret trying to play football, wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> might be the most coordinated man in the world. I'll be honest. <laughs> However, I think he'd be I think he'd be a very good football ref. Does that point at the penalty spot every time we did one? It'd be spot on, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing, Winita? Hope you are good. Hope you're having a good holiday. Can we also point out that Johnny is clearly approaching 50 because anybody 35 or under would have said Harry Potter's wand and he's gone in with Paul Daniel. I got it straight away. Yeah, because you're nearly 50 as well, mate. (laughs) Paul Daniels and Debbie McGee. Show your age, mate. Show your age. Euler. (laughs) Um, But that is that. We'll come on to this week's Premier League. Um, in a little bit, but from there we are going to go uh, to the ABC events and like we say, their first tour events, the, the Volks have been going on for um, for a while now, yeah yeah, absolutely James, the youth of today huh? yeah I'm 28 and I don't get ID anymore I'm more than happy to be called a youth carry on <laughs> um, oh, look, the, the, the ABC is their first tour events of the year and Again, on social, everything looked so good. It was crisp. It was clean. We we, we were seeing screenshots from Darts Atlas. Again, I know we, we go on about Dart Connect a lot because that's what we're used to with the PDC, but Dart Atlas is also a very good tool for Dart players. Yeah. I mean, I've not sat and looked at it as extensively as we have Dart Connect. In terms of stats tracking everything, it, it looks brilliant. It's not the most aesthetic, from what I've seen, but from the homepage, you can see every score going in rather than just the leg score being updated, which I suppose is an advantage over over Dark Connect. Both have pros, both have cons. I think they always all do. So, yeah. Happy birthday, Juanita, as well. Hope you have an absolute belter of a day. Uh, so the four events in Manchester were won by Lewis Gurney, James Richardson, Jack Main. And Matt Clark, all established players and established names that we've heard a lot of. Yeah, as, as Pudds was alluding to earlier, the the names in there. I think we're only going to see more and more. Um, I know Neil alluded to it in his interview last week, um, and he's not the only player who's going to be far too more on uh, ADC events. And I just think we'll see that getting, we'll see the names in there getting bigger and bigger in the draw. But as when one of the photos went up before any action started, I think, on Saturday, I tend to just pan around the room and see who's in there. I think most of us do. Yeah. And you've seen some, even then, you've just seen some big names who are already going to be competing in the day. So, no real surprise to see um, four household names or well-known names, should say, within the darting world go on and uh, win an event. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, and we look at their, the order of merit as it stands now. Jack Main is top. Uh, Lewis Gurney is third. James Weldon, sorry, uh, Lewis Gurney second. James Weldon third. Um, good to see Dave Evans. Although he didn't win an event, across the four events, currently fourth on the order of merit and at an average of 90 for the weekend. That's very good. Yeah, much needed. Dave Evans' time as a tour card was quite dis- as a tour card holder was quite disappointing. He was comfortably the best player on the Challenge Tour the year that he, he came through and picked up his, his card. Didn't quite translate to Pro Tour wins or performances. He's still got an incredibly nice action. It, it just works for darts. He's had a go in the Super Series this year since losing his tour card. That wasn't that didn't quite go to plan either. But to see him back winning or, or playing well in particular. It is a massive plus because he's one of them where you look at it right now, where he is possibly not good enough to have a tour card with the current mindset and, and the run of results he's had for the last two years. But he's almost clearly, by the end of this campaign, going to be too good to not have one. He's going to be sat in that middle ground, in my opinion. He's, he's just He just needed to learn to win again. Yeah, I know. I'm com- completely with you. And look, we saw when we first started doing the live league as it was then from home was when a lot of people first saw David Evans and you don't hit those kind of numbers without ability but like you say it's that learning to win again and that mentality of not getting beaten every week because look the pro tour can be a lonely place when you're in that middle ground where maybe you're not quite good enough to be in the 64 but you're probably too good to be out it can be lonely going up losing week after week after week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I think we've, I'm not going to touch on names now, but there's a, there's a few players who are off into currently in that sort of field who haven't picked up many wins or any wins this sort of year already. And it just puts you in a, a difficult position because it's when will that next win come? And we see with some, some of the performances, I think um, one to allude to, especially in PDC, is look at the start that Josh Roth had this time last year or a little earlier. His, his uh, average across how many games was ridiculous and still didn't pick up a win. That shows how difficult it can be to, especially when you're not a seed that then draws in the um, first round on Pro Tour. So he's just one of them who's going away from the PDC and there's less attention on him if they now focus on getting his game back to what we saw a few years back. Yeah, and but this this topic came up a lot on social media over the last few weeks. It started in Australia when a lot of the established Australian household names, maybe not over here, but over there, there's certainly household names, chose the ADC over the DPA tour. And we're hearing it again a lot more on social and people on things like that that are saying that players, in especially in the UK, are going to pick ADC events over the WDF events. Do, do you agree with that, boys? And do you see that that's the way it's going in the UK, like it did in Australia, the first one as well? I guess the way to balance is up is the issues with the BDO or the, or the WDF circuit has always been it's incredibly expensive. The outlay to go chasing ranking points is high. A lot of those players just want to play darts. As Gary Anderson as that is, they just want to play darts. And the cost to do so on that tour or that circuit, chasing ranking points to potentially seal a spot at, at Lakeside um, at, at the World Championships, 
um, doesn't appeal to people, especially in the current climate. The ADC, even without an end goal right now, the short-term vision of I can rock up this weekend 50 miles from my house, drive down with a few people, share a hotel somewhere, B&B or whatever, and pick up a significant amount of prize money is better for people. Well, especially UK-based players. You're going to get this pop-up, like, is the ADC in its current climate better for Dutch players who live in Holland? No. No. No, 100%. I'm with you, it's not. If the ADC takes off in the Netherlands and you see more and more events pop up in the Netherlands, then perhaps it will be. And then you can collate at the very, very end. The world is a smaller place. Globalisation happens. You can get here, there and everywhere. But there is a cost associated to that. And the more and more you can do in your backyard before you go to that national place at the very, very end or international is a lot better for everybody involved. Yeah, and look, I, I agree with Mace. Then some of the players won't say this publicly, but when you listen to them privately, there is a lot of them saying, with the way the World Championship was moved, that this season does feel a very dead season for them. Yeah, that, and that's the that'll be the big question next year. So it's very difficult. I think more players will side with ADC than the World WDF this year. Because they're playing for what three spots? I think that's left to be played for potentially in the yeah. WDF. They rotate, whereas that's the only thing that's letting the ADC down from a week on week for a tour. There's so much happening. We're talking about UK based players here, whereas for the WDF, there is very very little UK events. Everything is travelling to pick up a bronze or a silver, and actually, what you are playing for. You're probably not playing the majority, if not all of those events, to put yourself in one of those few positions that are left because of the new ranking system. It'll be a clearer picture next year to see what the split of players go down which routes. But right now, I think the WDF have shot themselves in the foot with that decision for this year, which means players will focus on. And as Lord says, Puds, a player who's perfectly in that position has said that the WDF didn't even come into his mindset. If one lands on his doorstep, happy days. But other than that, he'll be ADC. Makes perfect sense. Well, again, I'm not going to out the players because they speak to us in, in confidence and things like that. But another concern for them is, although dates have been announced, tickets are on sale, they still haven't got a clue what they're playing for in terms of prize money, which is a concern. That surely you need to balance out your books as a player, it's going to cost me X to go and play in all these tournaments. What can I potentially win at the end of it? And there's nothing on that. In every release that we've seen, prize money hasn't been mentioned once. And a mistake you can forgive, but when it's the same mistake more than once for an organisation, that is the big problem for me. The... The moving of dates last year didn't feel right. However, in the end, I think it was the right thing to do. But actually, this prize money for a world championship, all three of us agree on one thing, if it's not. It's around 12 months. Let's know what we're playing for throughout the year. You've got a qualification criteria. You know how much money's up for grabs. You can prioritise what tournaments you're going to play in. This can be from PDC all the way down to ADC and WDF. 
if you don't know what that plan is for 12 months, why are people going to try and compete for them free spots in the WDF when they have no idea what money they're paying for? The only thing you're guaranteed of is TV exposure, or we believe. Yeah, it's like I say, it's just the, the, the not knowing what you're playing for as a player is frustrating. The amount of money and commitment that these players put in, they should know well in advance. Yeah. I, I tell you, the other thing, again, I didn't realise until when you start reading and doing a bit of digging that you can, WDF can add tournaments to their calendar pretty much at any point during the year. Yeah, because they just pay the pride for by yeah. the nations that yeah. want affiliation. Yeah. Oh, completely. Which, again, that shouldn't be right. The calendar should be set out for the year. These are the amount of platinums, yeah. these are the amount of gold, these are the amount of silver, these are the amount of bronze. I think okay. your platinums and gold are set out, aren't they? Even if they carry, they carry winners qualify straight out, right? I didn't think all gold events did. Platinum do, dull, not all gold. There was to- the-, the reason this came up was, is it the British Open? Is it Bridlington coming up? Yeah, Reese Colley won it last year. It's booked his spot at the Worlds. But this year, there's no points attached to it yet. And I was reading all the comments from people that play in it and are connected with it and, and, and all that, that there was still potential that points might get added to it. It's like, hang on a minute, that's that, that can't be right. Yeah. But this, this, isn't a, this isn't a bashing session. We're just talking about amateur darts in in, in general, like like the way it's all all panned out. Um, Super Series this week. What a final we had on Saturday night. Um, a few technical issues at the start of the night, but we got back on track and and everything like that. And Hendo just just missing out. Um, in the in the final, um, I suppose it saved him a decision to make. But how um, Lucas Venick didn't get through Q school, I've got no idea because his ceiling is unreal. I know he throws in a dodgy one here and there, but the fact he didn't put a any sort of a run together at Q school really surprised me. Yeah, yeah, he, he was superb. Hendo was brilliant in beating him in the first game of the night, but Hendo's level dropped as the night went on. He was carrying a foot injury that he suffered in the hotel, which wasn't ideal. Um, other than that, I didn't see another winner, to be honest. <laughs> Vainig was superb, but I thought Henderson was, was all over. Yeah. And, well, Hendo should have done in the semis. Was it Reese missed? 12 matched up. Was it 12? I thought it was 10, but yeah. Reese missed so many. Um, but yeah, it, it just felt like the, the winner was doing the way of Luther throughout the night. And Hendo, I'd say, just the way it's nothing to the final. Um, and look, for those that don't know, it, it maybe Hendo had its decision to make. Champions Week falls on the same weekend as the Challenge Tour. And look, for most, it's an easy decision. If you're in Champions Week, 
the law of potentially winning 20 grand, you're going to do that. However, John's a little bit different. John's sat top of the order of merit on the challenge tour at the moment, and he's made it quite clear that his aspirations are to get back on tour. He still thinks he believes he's good enough to, to go and do it. So he would have had a decision to make. And for me, knowing what his aspirations are, he had to go to the challenge tour if he'd have won. Yeah. Um, yeah. We oh, saw that last year, didn't we, where there was a pro tour towards the back end of the season or a Euro tour or something that clashed yeah. with the challenge tour. And a lot of the players, Scott William, John Bowen, opted to go to the challenge tour rather than take the, the tour because they were after that tour card. Yeah, um, this is a brilliant one as well. I don't mind uh, this one here from Mace. So, at the end of the group stage, obviously, group two was really, really close. Um, like, r ridiculously close. And Lucas Vanek thought he was out. He was literally getting his coat on and walking out the practice room. He said goodbye to everyone because he thought he was out. It was like, where are, we? where are you going? Get back in here. Get back in. I will point out, Neil Duff was superb. There was nothing he could do about that semi-final performance. That performance from Vainik in the semi-final was up there with one of the best performances I've seen in a one-off game at the Super Series. Just it's up there with... Um, what's his name? Taylor the other week. Scott Taylor. Beating, Bol beating Bolton in that final, who was unbelievable all the way through, and he rocks up and just produces one of the best performances we've had on a, in a Saturday night final. Yeah. Completely. Um, but yeah, that's the... Um, James says, who do you replace Hendo? If Hendo would have won, there is a procedure in place. Um, there's a set of rules. I'm not sure if they're common knowledge of players. It's in the players' brief what happens, but there is a there's a set of clear rules to determine who replaces um, people. Um, I'm not going to say them out loud just in case the players haven't said it out loud or for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, there is a clear procedure. But this Super Series starting this week, week 10, Luke Littler in. How good is Alex Spellman as well? Um, just unreal. Well, seeing Luke, Luke is just... It seems to be the diff that keeps giving for such a young talent of people being able to see him. And now we've got a full week of seeing Luke Littler. It's a different kind of test to what we've seen. The pressures he's had um, on Dev Tour, the pressures he's had at the UK Open. This is this is going to be different, I think, for Luke. The, the sense of day after day, constantly playing. Um, but when we was aware his name was on the list, it, it, it was great news, I think, for the Super Series that we was going to see more of Littler. Yeah, and look, I want to talk on the, the Spellman North America CDC and what we've, we've, we've spoken about. That, oh, and as if by perfect timing, <laughs> Anthony is in as well. Hopefully, Peter and Anthony are coming on um, in a couple of weeks just before um, cross-border um, as well. Look, there are, there are real signs, positive signs and noises that the next powerhouse to come out in steel tip darts is North America. We've been, well, they've been threatening it for a couple of years when we've seen, obviously, Baggish come over the first year and, and do what he did at the Worlds. Then we've had Gates. But 
the trajectory they're on at the moment, and we're seeing it more and more with the CDC events, and now they're coming over for challenge tours as well, where the North Americans would come over, they'd stay after the world, they'd play at Q School, if they got their card, brilliant, if they didn't, that they'd go back and play in the CDC events. But now we see them coming over for challenge tour events. We see them playing in the Super Series. And some of the numbers they are hitting, Jacob Taylor, two weeks ago, was brilliant across the week. Yeah. Spellman, Gates, Lowby, Baggish. The, the, the list goes on here. And we've seen Matt Campbell winning on Euro tours now. I think the most important thing for what we're seeing from them in terms of an emerging nation is all the top talents are, are lifting it together. We, we've seen other nations pop up, like France. We've, we've been talking about France for a while because of Thibaut Tricot. You've got Jacques Labre now as well, but there's two of them. that They're not bringing everybody else up, so it's only those two to push against each other or they've got to keep making waves. The fact the entire level of North American darts is being raised at the very same time but there's a point where five, ten years ago, you can still turn around and say, actually, John Part is in, in the top five of players currently active. But that, those days are those days are over, I'm afraid. And look, John's got a little bit older and doesn't play as often, but actually the level that those around produce has just flown up as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. It's, um, it, it, it's genuinely unreal and like I say, I'm excited for them in things like the World Cup cross-border coming up. I presume, because it happened last year, that the winner of the North American Championship will get a spot in the Grand Slam again. Things like the World Series finals. There are now huge opportunities to showcase them. And the more they're playing, they're rising to this challenge. Yeah, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here, but this is why it's been so important, I think for the Asian tour to get back up and running. One of the areas that has been hit hardest in terms of organisation and and whatever else, by COVID, they were building a nice little tour over in Asia a few years ago. We were seeing the fruits of that labour come about in World Cups, World Championships, Ilag and Malik Dem, etc., etc., Christian Perez. And... If they sustain a tour to a decent level once again, they can jump that level up in, in a completely different region. America, as uh, North America, has had the benefit of opening up that little bit earlier, getting back on track with their tour. They played a lot of stuff online. And like, having a soft hit background helps as well because you can play that online, I guess, which I know Asia has as well. But reopening Asia and, and getting an Asian tour built up just brings the rest of the world up constantly as well. Yeah, I, I think it was probably going back, what, three years, uh, just over three years, Asian Tour was the one that was more spoken about, more social media coverage. It just seemed to have a lot at the time. And COVID- Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That at the, the run time, I know we talked about it with a few things, but that was the one that right now you'd probably be saying in the position of what North America is right now. That just got hit at such a bad time. And I think they are still... There's still now a lot of work to go into there. But what we're seeing from North American darts, for me, is, like I say, the, the only other sort of, I look at Germany as a nation, just because the the amount of competition, it's all it is. It's not your individual. The competition that's in these tours is, is ridiculous. And there's so many opportunities that Grand Slam, for me, has to stay. I know there's no mention of what the qualification is for the Grand Slam, but that one has to stay because I think that was a great addition. Now we've no longer got the, the WDF amateurs. Yeah. Um, look, it's just so good um, to see. Amazing that the CDC has been massive for the improvement in terms of playing levels. Yeah, look, we see we see their tour events um, because they're on dark connecting now and the, the running average is so much better than, than what it was in that gradual progression. I think right now, I think the CDC, it could be done. Arguably the DPA and the Asian tour before COVID, it's still got some work to do to get back there. But are we almost at a point where these three tours in particular are strong enough that the winner of their ranking at the end of each year wins a tour card? Potentially. I don't think we're far away. If not, if we're not there, I think I think the CDC is there already, and I think the other two they had longer breaks than during COVID. Yeah. But I genuinely think we're at a point now where they're strong enough, competitive enough that the winner of their seasonal ranking gets wins a tour card like they do on the Challenge Tour and the Dev Tour. Yeah, especially as some of them are moved away from tour card holders being eligible to play on them. So therefore, it is just completely non-tour card holders competing for that right, etc. As, as it keeps climbing. The one thing I will say is that the minute that those tours achieve that level, the World Series has to leave them. They've had their boost. They've had their taste of it. Go and find new markets. That's never going to happen, though, because you look at, especially, I don't know the sums in America, but I saw some of the sums that get paid to have the World Series in Australia, PDC ain't never chucking that money away. Not in a million years. And I also I also think about the tour card that you mentioned down to the rankings. The one thing they'll be conscious of is the amount of income that they get from the 450s, is it, to Delta tour card. They can't lose too many spots. I know that may only be two, but they can't lose too many spots. However, that's a huge income that they might be missing out on. If you, if you drop... 1500 people entering Q-Stall. It's a lot of money incoming that you're now missing out on to give spots then to another system without any financial income for the PDC from it. So I think that would be the only thing that would probably stop the order of merit from um, North America and Asia and so on and so forth. Getting a spot on the tour card. 
because of that. Yeah, look, it's it's nice that we're talking about these regions yeah, being, yeah. being good enough to compete. Where b- beforehand, at the world draw, you'd like, yeah, I'd fancy the qualifier from that region, or I'd take the qualifier from that region. Now, not a chance would you want some of these players. No, but I guess expanding what Lee just said about taking cards away from Q School at that point, the challenge draw has to serve a bigger purpose. If you're going to make this transition, it comes at the same time as challenge tour getting bigger and perhaps capping numbers at that depending on q school performance and then providing tour cards that way you have to do a year on the challenge tour the way you have to do a year on the cdc tour a year on the asian tour and we can bring in the not even just the top one then the top ranked couple and they all become feeder tours and you don't just get that one year jump that is incredibly difficult to maintain you look at players like aaron beanie he, he was never ready to be a tour card holder and I think he would sit there and tell you that himself. It, it was yeah. a, it was the beneficiary of the old system, granted, in a in a good one day, and for two years, like great experience, great story down the line, made himself competitive, but not enough to sustain at that level to be a professional. Yeah, and, and to be fair, James makes a good point here. Gates is a funny one. If you if you go back two years. Everyone knew Leonard Gates as the one that couldn't count and, and and things like that. Where now, he's a serious contender and a serious player. He still can't count, by the way. Oh, you still can't count, but now... When you're in the amount of trebles, it doesn't matter. Bill Taylor couldn't count. No. Um, and Leonard takes it to the next level. So we know that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, look, committing that if, if you think, look, Christian Perez is, by all accounts, is absolutely devastated that he can't play. He's one that wanted to come over and play and commit to playing. He's just waiting on his visa. That's that's just one of those things that <coughs> you can't do anything about. Um, it's a super series is used over 250 players in 20 months. The first 12 months, we still have travel restrictions on. Yeah, but, but, but the first bit, trying to get people to Southampton at the time, was mad. Just getting people from the north of England down was hard work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, look, that, that's the... Look, we've sort of like merged them all into one here, but it's been a really good talking point from the ADC to the Super Series to these feeder tours and, and everything like that. And look, I cannot wait for cross-border from the CDC. Anthony, cross-border is amazing. Can we just have the Ryder Cup one next, please? Because <laughs> you, you, you guys will do it. The PDC don't seem to be interested in it. So if we can have um, the, the Ryder Cup version, would be great. USA versus Canada. <laughs> yeah. Or an ADC link-up. Yeah. Non-tour card holders. I'll be one of the non-playing... Yeah, me and Gold can be the non-playing captains. Could you imagine? Really? Fine, but I'm having Team America, just so I can say I'm part of Team America. <laughs> America! <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking up in my Boston Bruins hockey jersey, like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> You're going to go full um, Tyson Fury walk-on walk with a great big hat the lot. I don't like... I don't like the... 
I don't like the sound of Jack Darwood being Captain America. Just doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm fully behind that. I'd love it. Um, yeah. um, it's definitely not going to finish in time, which was part of our plan to discuss the Euro Tour and give you updates. The final is a few moments away, which will be Michael Smith against Nathan Aspinall. Uh, Michael Smith beat Damon Hatter 7 6 in the semi-finals, Nathan Aspinall 7-5 win over Joe Cullen. Interestingly, this is Nathan Aspinall's first ever European Tour final. Yeah. The reaction short, sort of day, by the way. Yeah. Also, as well, in the first yeah. semi-final, Damon Hetter missed the match start at tops. What's got into Damon Hetter, by the way? What, with his weird walk-ons and... Yeah, look, since he was a guest on this show, he's been... <laughs> Rather animated on stage. Yeah. Um, look, the, the the two that are still in doesn't affect the the rankings. Uh, Michael Smith, if he wins, will go above Joe and Price and Damon Hetter. If Nathan Aspinall wins, he'll go um to seventh on the Pro Tour Order of Merit. But interestingly, in this little cluster stroke battle of players, so. Josh Rock, 11th. Peter Wright getting dangerously close to that 16th in 12th. Joe Cullen's bumped himself up to 13. Uh, Martin Schindler, 14. Ryan Self, 15. Johnny Clayton now in 16th. God. <coughs> this little on the Pro Tour Order of Merit. So you're seeded for the Euro Tour. The turnaround in his form for the Premier League has been superb. However, it has been detrimental to his Euro Tour form so far this season. Yeah. Um, and look, he's only got a slight buffer to Ross Smith in 17. I think Ross Smith's a top 10 player in the world right now. He looks fantastic. <coughs> Mind you, he played with his new unicorn last weekend for the first time, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that little... Because well, yeah. Ryan Searle isn't in the next couple of Euro Tours. He chose not to qualify. He moved back into the 16 by good pro tours. So again, he yeah. could find himself dropping out again. So basically, Johnny's got uh, out Martin Schindler in half of Germany. Yeah. Good luck with that one, yeah? Um, <laughs> but... From there, we, we, we'll, we'll have a look at the, the, the Euro. So, obviously, we're not going to know who who wins it. But it, it's... I know this is only when it happens, but it, like you say, it's weird that the Euro tour Saturday, Sunday, Monday because of the bank holiday in, in Germany. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. It might suit all the players. But no, they, don't, they, I, they don't like it either. I love the Friday afternoon session for the for the people who still work from home on Fridays. Trust me, the Friday afternoons are going to be great. We knew what you meant. Um, yeah, so it's weird though, because in, in Germany, literally their Sunday trading hours, they're still non-existent. All the shops are still shut on a Sunday, not like in the UK. And it's the same on their bank holiday. That everything was still open in the UK. Over there, bosh, everything's shut. Apart from this. Well, yeah, but this is why that there was no darts on the Friday because it was bank holiday. Yeah. 
It was like literally nothing. I mean, aside from the darts, look, the Eurotour is the Eurotour. If you're sat here or you're not sat here or you're listening back, it's probably because you're watching the Eurotour. Some good, some bad, as you get from all your Eurotours. But can we take a moment to just say, what the... Did they have the referees wearing off? What was up with them? They put George and Kirk in Lederhosen. They're in Lederhosen again now as well. Yeah, they are. That's what I mean. I said, what's up with them? Nah. Why not? Nah. If you didn't go to Newcastle and wave flags, why not dress up the wrestling <laughs> ring? Come on. What George Noble really needed while he's dressed in traditional German dress with his knees out is watching Liam Mendel Lawrence go 11 legs twice in two days. To be fair, that boy can obviously play. But oh my god, he is boring as fuck. <laughs> That's harsh. It's not. Have you, have you seen it? Forty minutes for a game. Forty minutes to play eleven legs. Um, yeah. I look forward to him being in the Super Series in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> Mace will still be on Tom's at half four in an afternoon. I was going to say. <laughs> Evening shift, we'll all just stay on and go straight into group C. <laughs> Mace won't agree to that. He's got to get to the gym and wash his car. Oh, look, he can, <laughs> the, the, the young lad can play. He's a good player. I'm not arguing yeah. that. But by Christ, could you imagine him in a 13 setter at the Worlds? Then Adam Dorlos. If you like the, if you like the World Snooker final over four sessions. <laughs> Get me to Sheffield. Mind you, I'd much rather be involved in darts than snooker at the moment. That's for sure. <laughs> in the mud. Just a tad. <laughs> um, but, uh, first round casualties and stands out. Uh, first, all, first of all, I'm not sure Suits is weak in Germany and Austria. Helped him particularly. Looked way off the pace against Lee Evans. Yeah, very disappointing. Very disappointing from the suits. Um, <coughs> but no concerns. I'm sure he'll bounce back. But the, the wheat away didn't seem to play into his hands no. following the performance against Evans. Um, who else do we have? Um, Cameron Menzies using new darts as well. It, so he's not I like about... Yeah, I feel like if we don't talk about how well Barry Van Peer's for him right now, we never oh, will. We're going to come on to yeah. like the fact that he's get, he can have his own section in a, in a second. Um, hey, Johnny, we resent that. We do not clickbait at all. <laughs> to be fair, I would love Ronnie O'Sullivan to be a darts player. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? He just don't care, does he? Obviously, nope. I'm not sure if the quotes in the Nationals were from a, an organised snooker media day or just a, I'm going to go and tell them what I want, but there were some brutal comments. I think it was the second one. <laughs> well, he's just rang them up and goes, I'm going to rant. 
<laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Ronnie, let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, but on Barry Van Peer, look, we will go back to those scenes at the Grand Slam at the Civic when there was a young man on stage at rock bottom where he couldn't let go of the darts because of darts. And at that point, you're thinking a promising career is over before it's even started. And the transformation, the turnaround that he's put in to get his game from there to where it is now is nothing short of remarkable, boys. Yeah, it's difficult to... Not to talk about, I guess, but it, it does feel weird, especially as the, the artist is such a, a volatile thing, but to be able to have turned it down, to the, turned it around to the extent that he has, is, is crazy. I, the, I, I can't even imagine the mental resilience that it has taken to get to that level. And actually then, to be questioned, perform like he did against George Van Dongen on the stage, and then the first thing that Philip goes up to my stage and goes, did you think you'd be here after having such a bad time at the Grand Slam a few years ago? That would wreck my head completely. The last <laughs> thing I need is constantly reminding of That's the fact that there was a period of time where I was petrified to let go of a dart. That's because you're mentally weak on a stage, as I proved by rattling my darts and... <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree that the performance against uh, Jules Van Dongen, 97 average, he then beats Josh Rock with a 94 average. I've still got no idea how he loses to Keen Barry, but even with all those mismatched darts, he still averaged 98. This, this is remarkable from, from Van Peer. And you look at the action, go back a year, there was very much set points to his action where in his own head, it was like, I have to do this to be able to throw it. There to there to there. Where now, it just looks so fluent as well. The, the speed of the, the rhythm of the throw is lovely right now. He's got a real nice cadence to it. Um, and there is a serious, serious conversation right now that Barry Van Peer is the best player in the world player talker. I don't think it is a conversation. I think he is right now. Yeah, I, I'm... I, don't, I don't think it's a conversation. It's hard because there is so many, but he's certainly in that top criteria. He does look so good. And yeah. for someone who, it's the dreaded word, isn't it? Dartitis. It is one thing we don't want to mention at all. But I'm with you, Doc. Just the release now. It doesn't look like he's someone who suffered. And that's probably the best compliment I can give him now of his release. Whereas before that wasn't the case as part of this recovery. But now, he seems to be in a lot better position. Maybe he's the best player and it's at the runtime because obviously we want the best player is not that at all. Todd needs to hit that form November, um, October to sort of sort of January time. But it can only give him confidence and it's so good that it's such a negative and then moments at the Grand Slam will be remembered, I think, sort of forever. However, the fact he's been able to spin it round and be playing as good as he is now. You just want to see more. Yeah, yeah look, he's currently fourth on the challenge order of merit. It, it's, it's very bunched up in there. So, again, with the next block of challenge tours that are coming up, he'll, he'll be fancying this. Rightly so as well. Look, the form is yeah. carrying 
won the Dutch Open. Not easy to do at all. Right up there with one of the toughest tournaments in the world to win. Oh, completely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolute kudos to Barry Van Peer. Um, Dirk Van Dyvenboder against Danny Noppert was an interesting one today. That Noppy just finds a way at the moment. It, again, he averaged 104, but it didn't seem like 104. Does that make sense? Because of the pace he plays at, and that, that, that suits him, and I know we laugh about it, but that's just the way he plays. But when those kind of players play well, it doesn't have that feel to it, does it? No, but the the sort of if you put it on if you're looking at Danny versus Dirth as well, the dame and the pace is always gonna suit Danny and over Dirth because you know the approach is dot. Um it is very deliberate and the the average can sometimes be deceiving, but we know how good Danny Nopper is. You know, he was a huge contender to be in the Premier League, he's already a major T V winner. Um so it's it's no surprise to see him putting them performances, but I do agree it's, it's not someone you see and you think he's achieved those numbers, um, but a great performance over Dirk. Yeah, it'd be interesting because that normally the World Cup pairings are the highest two ranked in the in the uh, order of merit. However. Like we said about PDC reserve the right to switch them. And look, I'm not saying it will, we're just laughing this, by the way. But what we've seen from Dirk so far this year, if he carries on the way he has this year, I think he's in the Premier League next year. I think he's made it, for it. it. On the first bit, he can't be in the World Cup. He can't be in the World Cup. He can't. Not so how do we jump from you're about to tee up going, oh yeah, we're about to see Dirk and Van Gogh in the World Cup. So I think he's just made for it, just watching him on those stage. <laughs> and they can you, if they want to, they'll do rule one. No, you can't you can't do with Nope, who should have been in the Premier League this year. I'm saying they will. I'm saying they can if they want, they can. He should have been in the Premier League this year. After winning the Open, he's not been put in. The can't then take him out of the, the World no, Cup I'm, as well. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying if they want to, they can. It, what a tit in the donuts it would be. I, I, I agree with you, it would be. I, I'm with you. If I'm Danny, I'd have two words for the PDC, and the second one would be off. The interesting one, though, if you ask Michael, who he would rather play with? Who do you reckon he'd say? Well, he's openly said he finds Noppy boring and doesn't like him, so it's definitely going to be Dirk. <laughs> In fact, I think he'd rather say Raymond over the lot of them. Oh, no, he'd say Vincent. If Vincent he could pick Tyler, especially now it's doubles as well, he'd yeah. pick Vincent all day long. I mean, he I can't not, buy a win at the minute. No. I, think, I think Noppy's bottom of his list. What I'm, all, all I'm saying is, we've seen it before, when a higher-ranked player says they don't want to play with someone, it's happened. 
<laughs> on more than one occasion as well, by the way. Yeah, but they didn't share managers at that point. <laughs> but the other team didn't share managers. It's happened on more than one occasion. Not just that one. Remember after the Twitter spat between wives? Yeah. Team Scotland. Team Scotland was ordered. Yeah, that's the one I'm on about. Oh no, I was thinking about I was thinking about, I was thinking the, about the Holland one as well. Yeah, I was thinking about the tornation we were on about. Oh no, I was on about Scotland. So that's right. It, it, it's it's happened before where the higher ranked player has said, Okay, I'm not playing. And it's been changed. <laughs> so it can. I, I, I agree with you, it shouldn't, but if it wants to, it can. The fact the fact that Dart's rankings have done all the way to build up uh, World Cup Dart of Dart's race, they should just follow that because that's great. I love that they implemented that about a week after you mentioned it, Dub, as well. Um, uh, Anthony, just a quick one on that one. They Because they now have... Because it's now on TV. It's on Via Play in the UK, Sport 1 and DAZN. They have to show filler content when things overrun. They can't just put a slide up and just let it run like they used to. So they've shown a rerun of last year's final win between the, the gap to fill time. Um, but yeah, so no, but the, the way Dirk's playing, I, I think he's made for big events next year. If he carries on with the trajectories on now. Well, that's the question to be asked. Is, is he ready for the Premier League? Because that seems to be the uh, the word for other players, doesn't he? Depends who you are, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, <laughs> But no, look. I, overall, a a good Euro tour, and after some shit times through COVID, it's just great to have the Euro tour back in full swing. And also, new country on the horizon. We are going to Zurich next year. No, just thinking that it's an interesting market that they chose to go there. Money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I know about Zurich is they've got some weird like out tram and banks. <laughs> if, if anyone's taping notes of the show, can you tell me how long Dob was positive for? So I don't think it was that long. <laughs> it really long. Um, yeah. And then coming from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> no, PDC don't Saudi, they're Bahrain at the moment give it another few weeks and we'll probably have Saudi on there as well the Emirates <laughs> um, night 11 we're going to Brighton for the Premier League Woo. well you are I'm staying home I'm, I'm, fair, driving, I'm, I'm driving to Reading for the seniors <laughs> to, to be fair, Brighton's only out 45 from home it's like a home fixture this one um, so the way the table is at the moment, are we all still in agreement that the top two are done? Yes, so gobs undecided, probably just. 
I don't think it's as cut and dry as we're making it out today. Do you not think? No. An Aspinall Clayton final, which is probably not possible this week now I've said it. No, not but close enough, would erode that gap to Gezi incredibly quickly. Don't get me wrong, he is playing magnificent in a minute. He's probably the most informed player in that Premier League, despite the fact Clayton's on back to back weeks. His, his, his A game is being produced more often than anyone else's. But Joe Cullen snuck in to the playoffs on 24 points last year. Yeah. Between now and leaders of the last one, no, Aberdeen or whatever it is, Gezi will add more than two points to that total. Was there yeah. anyone playing as badly as Peter Wright last year, though? Yeah, Gary Anderson. Mm. Let's be fair, Gary Anderson was blooming awful in the Premier League last year. Well, yeah, he he finished... That was the only one I went to. <laughs> he finished on nine and Peter Wright's on five. Peter Wright mm. potentially. It's hard to say because the form he's been in has been terrible up until last week. We yeah. don't want to then say, oh, no, he's going to carry on and run in form. But you'd think that that nine mark's achievable. I think MVG is to lose every week and still be in. I don't see that. I don't. I don't see anything past twenty-five. I think if you get twenty-five, you're in. Um, and I think Desi's going to pick up at least one, if not two, quarterfinal wins as an absolute minimum. But they've won yeah. six out of the ten nights between them. They're, they're they're not getting caught. You've still got you've still got the nights where Nathan Aspinall, Dimmy, and Peter Wright are going to win one. Remember. Um, <laughs> well, they've, got I was say, they've got to win half of the remaining nights, Lee. Well, it was funny that Cheers, yeah. speaking, to, speaking to Nathan Aspinall in Risa last week, he was convinced that one, he's going to win a night, and two, he will make the top four. After back to back winnings for the ferret, the Asp finds himself outside the top four. Yeah, and the two currently competing for it are currently on stage in Munich. That'll hurt. Yeah. What's the ball? Um, right, if you're calling it now, we'll look at the games in a minute. Chat room as well, get involved. If you're calling this right now, who makes the top... Is, is the top four going to stay the same or does someone outside get in? If you'd asked me this an hour ago, then the answer was different. But now the fact that Michael Smith's 3-0 up. It's not even the fact he's 3-0 up. It's just the fact that he's there. He's on one of his last four games. Or he's won, gone beyond the first round once in the last four weeks. Twice in the last six. And the two times he has, he's gone on to be runner-up. Granted. Start. Terrible draw. But so I've only won his first round game twice in six weeks. It's not a good sign, but he's in a Euro Tour final and, and looking pretty good for it. And I would have given Aspinall the nod over Michael Smith. I think Johnny Clayton is on a roll enough now that he's just going to keep accumulating points. He's got his fingers into it. He knows what he's doing in this format. Won the group stage of this before. I think the final battle is between Michael Smith and Nathan Aspinall. And Aspinall has a, in the next six weeks, it is, does Aspinall accumulate enough first round wins over the week or two 
that Michael Smith is going to go berserk? I look at it more in relation to who Smith and Aspinall have got left to play in their quarterfinals. So, between now and the to get to the O2, Michael Smith, to pick up any points, has to play Johnny Clayton this week. Then he plays Gerwin Price in Rotterdam. Chris Doby in Leeds. This is the one. Manchester, Aspinall versus Smith. I think we see it again. But that, yeah, that can be 14 and 16, can not it? Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's the thing. I think we see Aspinall versus, Aspinall versus Smith week 16 from here. Potentially, yeah. The, I think the only 40, thing is, I'm 45 not... is massive. And that is the only benefit of the current format with the week 16, the way they do it, is that that 4v5 effectively becomes a shootout. Because the rest of the night is a complete waste of time. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, I'll start that question and we'll, we'll do it in question time, mate. Um, Mace has gone for MVG, Price, Clayton and Aspinall. Um, I'm going Smith over Aspinall. I just think that Bully Boy finds a way. And, uh, uh, currently, I'm still... Smith and Aspinall. I'm still well, Clayton, Johnny. I just think Johnny picks up enough two points to get himself there. I think he accumulates in my in mine. I think he just accumulates two points, two points, two points, two points, two points. I think he's which, finishing which too is, well for anybody else. He's gonna even if he doesn't yeah. manipulate chances from his scoring at the minute, which perhaps isn't quite there. His finishing is right up there. Yeah. Um, right. So the game's in Brighton. Chat room, get involved as well. First up, Dimitri Vandenberg against Michael Van Gerwen. Um, for me, this is one-sided. Dimitri's record against MVG is horrific, and I don't think Dimitri is playing very well either. Anybody yeah. else in this Premier League, and I'd be backing against Van Gerwen. I think he's just switching off at the wrong time. I expect him to kick back on again in a couple of weeks, but I think this is going to be another low week where he just goes through the motions. But that head-to-head record for Dimitri is shocking. Yeah. Oh, awful. Full house. And John agrees as well. You know, six two to MVG. Like, yeah, I just think that. Do we think before we move on, because we're going on Dimitri, that this could ruin Dimitri's season, like we've seen the Premier League do to others? No. no. No, I'm probably more worried about if it was someone like Dobes who's in it for the first time than I am someone like Dimmy who's more experienced than Bainer when it comes to the Premier League. Fez? My, my worry right now with Dimmy is the fact his pace is I don't think he knows which pace he's better at. That's that's the biggest concern. You don't know how to, to play down to the best of his ability. Because he's 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 changed it too often. Chris Doby, Gerwin Price. Price for me. Price for me. I'm gonna probably sound like repeat with probably what we've seen from Dolby, a very good Dolby performance, but Price gets over the line. Yeah, I am with you. I just think that 
it's just sensational. You in agree, Scob? Are you going for? Yeah, look, just, just, it just looks solid right now. Yeah, I am with you. Uh, interesting one, Peter Wright, Nathan Aspinall. <coughs> I think we will get more wins from Peter Wright, but I don't think we're going to see uh, some fantastic form. I think the Asp will come through in Brighton. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm favouring Asp. Even, like, even if this final goes badly, it's a step in the right direction for him on the Euro Tour. Loves a battle, loves a scrap. And the way that... Definitely an improvement from Peter Wright last week. Finishing the Orator this weekend, dreadful. And I think that's a result of chopping and changing too much. John, I don't think your geography is very good, mate. Wright lives miles from Brighton. <laughs> Peter Wright lives in East Anglia. Like Norwich Ipswich way. It's on the coast. <laughs> get, get the boat round. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love him too, bro, that way. <laughs> uh, so Holland back. <laughs> um I'll tell you what, that would be a great Sky feature, wouldn't it, for Rotterdam? We could get one of the boys doing to Hull and back as a sketch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one, Johnny Clayton against bully boy Michael Smith. <sighs> Huge down this. Huge. Oh, a monster. Absolute monster. Michael Smith. Same. And not just because I backed against Johnny for two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know exactly <laughs> where you're going. Clayton takes out one six. No, one two one to win it six five. You say this every. Did you say that the other week? Yeah. Yeah. Every week. He takes that one two one more than anyone, so if you keep saying it, then we'll get it right in the end. It's amazing because that means he's thrown straight darts and counted correctly. <laughs> I, he knows he knows which way he's going on one two one because he goes for that often. Mm. Um, so I would like chat room as well from your calculations, winner and runner up, night eleven in Brighton. <coughs> Michael plays Michael and Michael wins. So that, that that's all well and good, but I'd like a, a surname to which way around you've got them. Michael Smith picks up his second. No. Michael Van Derwin. Michael Van Derwin beats Michael Smith. Gob. Gezi beats Bully Boy. I'm closer to agreeing with Gob. Sharp. German Price beats 
Johnny Clayton. Haven't you bought that three weeks in a row? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you've had an all Welsh final for the for the, for the last three think, weeks easily. Yeah, I, I just think that Gazi comes through the top half. Let's get some comments in as well. To be fair, have you watched episode two yet? Of the I have not. No, I am too busy watching us piss around against Arsenal, and then Notts County get shafted to it. Again, it's been it's been well edited. Luke's Luke, Luke's done a great job at editing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I, see. I will watch it this way though. Yeah, no, it, it, it's good to be fair. Um... <laughs> Now, reverse psychology, Mace, that if I don't back him, he'll, he'll win. But I just, I just think that Gezi's playing better than anyone at the moment. Yeah, to be honest, the Premier League started with all your predictions being Michael Smith versus Michael Van Derwin. Now you've gone down the route of doing all Welsh in every final. Oh, look, as long as I get kept apart in the semi-final lineup, I still I can't see anything other than a Gezi-Michael final. Saying that, I'm sure you had uh, Fallon to win one week. Can't remember which one it was. Night two. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think she's going to win night fourteen in Manchester. Um. So yeah, no. Look, as long as they are, as long as they finish one two in the table, they get kept apart in the semi final draw. I just think it'll be Gazi versus Michael in the final. No. Right now. Right now. <laughs> I just think they I just think they're head and shoulders above everyone else at the moment. Premier League finals night didn't always throw up a surprise. Not over the longer format. What debutants in the final? Not this over year. Over the past two years. I've, I've I've gone the debutants not even getting to finals night. So in the last five years, haven't we had a debutant every year? I think so. Yeah. Colin Clayton De Souza, Dozer. Yeah. So that means that you think Dobie's going to get to finals night? No. <laughs> but it was a nice run. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, so that's the the Premier League. Uh, Michael Smith is currently six four up on Nathan Aspinall in Munich. We'll keep an eye on that one. I'm just celebrating because my streams also so six four, so it means I'm four. I got So then, so does mine. <laughs> you mean so's jars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say as well, this weekend is the first time that I've watched the Euro Tour on TV through via play. Looks really good. Looks really, really good. 
Seen worse? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I caught a bit of it on PDC TV earlier and I wasn't paying the most attention throughout the weekend. But they took on board what we said week one as well. Which was, remind me. You can hear the music in the background from the DJ. Yeah. Which wasn't there. It was just silent moving pictures like you get at the World Series. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, right. We're going to open up question time as well. Um, before we do that, have we missed a week in a week in darts? I've got two questions starred straight away that we'll come back to. But a week in darts, have we missed anything? Not something to look forward to. Seniors qualify this weekend. Correct. Quite excited for. LP method detecting series on the Friday night. And then qualifier one and two, Saturday, Sunday. Is that for the Masters at Yeovil? Yeah. Where Mr. Mason will already be playing his trade. And the qualifiers also double up as just ranking events as well, don't they? There are yeah. ranking points on yeah. offer. You will notice the weekend has now been called a qualifying series. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, no. I'll be, I'm going to stick my neck on the line here. I don't do it very often with this floor event. I'll be very, very surprised if Matt Clark doesn't win one of the two events. <laughs> Unlucky, Matt. Again, love Matt Clark to bits, but what time are our TV broadcasts on? <laughs> he's, he's just but look, Super Series, he's been oh, fantastic. He's, he's beaten in a final to qualify last time by Richie. Oh. We've seen the Super Series, more than capable player. Yeah. And he won an ADC event this weekend. He's, he's arguably the most in-form over 50 in without a tour card. Yeah. Um, right, so question time. First of all, I've got two starred back-to-back because -back they kind of go together. Uh, Big Johnny says... Too many now. And again... Off the back of that, should players wear different colors? Now, there used to be a rule. Two seconds. Read the questions out, Philip. We have people listening back. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> part, part, part <laughs> one of it is, um, Johnny says, can we ban um, more players from wearing red and black shirts? Too many now. And off the back of that, Jamie said, should players have different color shirts like football teams so they don't clash? Now, there used to be a rule in place that means that players could not shirt clash. And it was changed because of a certain Peter Wright. Because he was due to play Dave Chisnell, and no one else played in yellow, and Peter deliberately rocked up in a yellow shirt because he was the highest seed. <laughs> so... The rule was scrapped and changed. But I do agree. I'd like to see that come back. No. Why? One, for a couple of reasons. Two, I think it's for a couple of reasons. That can't be one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best phrase I've ever heard. And he started one to two. <laughs> I think it's good brand awareness and for 
for the player. Look, it's good marketing. It's good branding. And two, you're selling two shirts. The other one is, if you're new to darts, and the two that I use in particular are Joe Cullen and Michael Smith. At just a quick glance, their shirts look exactly the same. <coughs> now, if you're trying to distinguish players to a new audience, now, we, we obviously will know who they are, but if you're trying to distinguish players to a new audience, I think it should be there. I mean, I'd argue Aspen Smith shirts are closer than Cullen and Smith's, but... No, the, 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 the reverse one where Cullen's is red at the top and goes black down, I think is very, very similar to, to Michael Smith's. Who has just won in Munich, yeah. by the way. Um, no. I'd like to see it. No, not for me. I'm not. I don't really care. Yeah, I'm not that fussed about it. You try and look at the bigger picture for a brand. As a, as a brand, I think it's great. Well, sort of. Yeah, look, brilliant. But then... Have you had a couple of reasons as well, though? Yeah, not. <laughs> it's difficult enough for players to get their darts to half of Europe at the minute without pissing around with two different colour shirts, constantly having to carry it in case your opponent rocks up and starts playing a mind game last minute. Bugger that. Just wear what you want. And also, let's be honest, it is quite limited in which colours are suitable for the majority of the tour who have the physique of a traditional dart player, there is absolutely no way on this earth my alternative shirt, when I wear a 3XL, is going to be white. What is your shirt colour of choice normally? Black. What, just black? Currently wear a Target uh, collarless plain black. You boring fucker. Oh, I could have told you that before. You asked me about the shirt. <laughs> Obviously, our uni colours were navy and pink. So in the past, we've had navy ones. We've had black with pink trim. We've had blue ones. We had grey and orange at one point in support of uh, teenage cancer charities. Um, and I believe our darts team are about to get black and blue because our pub is navy from the outside. But yeah, black is my go-to. Who's going to wear white? It's not flattering. I'm fat enough. I don't need people to be able to see that. You could yeah, go. We, there is other darker colours available. You don't just need to go with black. I think you don't need to go black or white. There's. I still think black has to be your base colour. Well, you're just on plain black. Yeah. Yeah, for now. I don't have a branded shirt. When I did have one, it was black and white because it looked like a suit because my nickname was The Godfather. So I the logo redesigned and it looked like a suit that you'd see in The Godfather. Better? Yeah. I've worn grey trousers and stuff before. Like, it doesn't bother me, but not quite Adam Warner style. Yellow shoes? No. <laughs> like trainers. Um, I would like to, yeah. The Gando foul fashion shirt. That would yeah, everything clashed with that. <laughs> No, you can't wear that one. He's got a tiny flower of yellow somewhere. Weird, yeah, weirdly, everything clashed with it, but nothing clashed with it. It was just yeah. weird. Terrific. <laughs> uh, I was chatting to him at the weekend. He still has two of the original shirts at home, those foul fashion ones. 
I'm very jealous. Yeah. Speaking right. of shirts, Glenn Durrant is after his third yeah. world championship shirt. He's obviously sold it or passed it on or, or whatever. He wants it back. It didn't. Right. I was chatting again, chatting to him about this at Super Series. He didn't, didn't sell any of them. He gave them all away. And he's willing to buy them back. Um, yeah, he literally gave gave them all away. Um, right. The other question I had starred was, um, do you think the PDC will ever um, only one Euro Tour event per, per country, or will they be too uh, afraid to leave Germany? It's not too afraid to leave Germany, but Germany is such a hotbed for them where they know they're guaranteed ticket sales. It's guaranteed income on TV. Look, Germany is, is huge for darts, so the Euro Tour will always be majority of German events. I think. Yeah, I, I always think we'll have a, we'll have a few there. Um, I'd like to see a reduction of how many's there because it is very much a, a Germany-based European tour. But I don't think it would be right to then just toss them down to just one and have one per country. Lloyd says it's great that we see new countries in there, but it's we need to see how the fans of those countries react. The sales from Poland have done ridiculously well, I believe. I've seen somewhere, but it's maintaining that year on year. Yeah, but and, and that's the thing where in Germany we saw numbers this week in Munich, Unreal, Risa, Saturday, both sessions, eight thousand in across it's just you can't ignore those numbers. Hundred percent. And it, I don't know if it's had a difference because the first day has been a Saturday this weekend, where normally we don't have that. But still, predominantly their numbers are ridiculous in comparison to some of where we are would have in other countries. Yeah. The, the World Cups. The World Cups a difficult one. No, it's not. The World Cup is the simplest one. Should be it should go to whoever's one. just won it. Like the Eurovision Song Contest. You <coughs> win it, you get it next year. No, right. not for me. You, right. How can you do that? And the reason I say this is most big venues are booked two years in advance. Yes. So, I'm just going to use Wales as an example because there isn't a huge choice of arenas in Wales. Wales win the World Cup this year. The Motor Point Arena is booked for two years. There's nowhere else to have it in Cup. There's nowhere else to have it in Wales. They've got no other big enough arenas. Australia. Australia. They win it. Completely fucks everything up. Nasty in the middle of the World Series. It's always in June. Yeah, so it's the World Series. Ish. August, yeah. isn't it? No, the, the oceanic leg of the World Series is always August. Yeah. Ah, well, we'll move that. It's fine. It's <laughs> not just rearranging the whole calendar. Yeah. Why not? I, I think it should vary, but I don't agree with it just down to the... It, it's logistically impossible for the winner. I think they should get first refusal. You know Ukraine should have the Eurovision, but we're taking it. I just think it's it's impossible to, to we'll do. nominate someone on their behalf. At least cycle it around. It definitely should not remain in the same place every time. 
Right. Not well, for an event where home support is so important. I don't mind it. Because no, need, need to be changed. UK, we don't really support anybody based on their nationality because we're so used to just the sport as a whole. You can go to Ali Pali and, and Paul Lim will get a bigger cheer playing against an English journeyman than anyone else sort of thing. Put that in Singapore, no chance. Yeah. Um, right, last couple of questions. I know we were a couple of minutes late starting, so we've gone got a little bit into Fergie time. I blame Morrissey. Because uh, <laughs> well. I can. Good answer. <laughs> Mate, this, this show doesn't have to have logic. That's what we run off, having none of it. <laughs> uh, it's a brave move, John, and I think that they will bring out Drew McIntyre as their new sign-in at Wembley. Grow up. You want to do that? Go and flirt with each other in an inbox somewhere. <laughs> wrestling every bloody week. Mate, I know you hate it, but wrestling is huge. Move on. Just look at the digital numbers. It does. It is massive. Move on. Mahusiv. We don't sit here every week discussing that. Move on. You doing WhatsApp? We. Oui. <laughs> um, but plenty coming up as always. Pro Tour returns this week as well. Pro Tour action is back, which means we'll be streaming. You will. I'm at Redden. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Matthew, I do. Can't think of an Argentinian darts player to be on about. One Pablo Angel suddenly switched to play dart. <laughs> Could you imagine? One Hairband Pablo, included. One, one Pablo Angel rocks up at Ali Pali. <laughs> Hairband included. Him and Raphael van der Vaart doing an exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, van der Vaart wasn't too bad when he played. Mm. He, he was all right. Yeah. Um, as this is just a generic football question that we, we, we don't mind doing some other sports who finishes top four um, City Arsenal United Newcastle I hope they all lose <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that'll be the top four. Still think Newcastle can mess it up. They can only mess it up, though. But they've got us chasing them and we're shit. You are terrible. I don't disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> if, we, if we were in any kind of form and looking all right, I'd say, yeah, but we're shit. <laughs> um, I agree, Mace. Um, looking forward to that one. You reckon? I don't rate Joe Joyce. I don't rate Zhang. Just a lump. So's Joyce. So whoever lands first. <laughs> oh, big big Johnny wants it. Dark show now. 
<laughs> last week we did promise we'd discuss one other sport every week, and then we've completely forgot to schedule what we were going to talk about, and it's already seven minutes past. Yeah, yeah. we need to do that for next week. Wrestling. No. It's not a sport. <laughs> um, right, everyone, thank you very, very much, as always. Uh, really enjoyed tonight's show. Plenty coming up. If you haven't yet, make sure you drop us a like and subscribe, as always. Uh, Fallout Bar returns on Thursday. It does. Um, I'll be at the Premier League, and then Gob will be in Reading, keeping you up to date with the seniors as well. So, plenty going on. Um, any final words before we leave, boys? Any any words of wisdom for our lovely viewers? Over to you, positive dog. My words would be, even if you say something, you don't always mean it. I.e. dob up on the show by saying he was going to be positive and we've not really seen it. So I never said I was going to be positive. I said I'm not very often. You've, you've portrayed me as negative and I quite oh. enjoy our intro music. There's a difference. You are negative. You're negative. Hi, everyone. I will see you tomorrow, Mace. Oh, commiserations, Mace. See, that was positive. I feel so. I feel empathy for Chris Mason. <laughs> uh, right. We have been on live darts. I've been Phil Vars, Jack Garwood, Lee Voice. Everyone, absolute pleasure. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.